James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Welcome. It is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, with you here. If you'd like to be part of today's program, simply dial 800-848-WABC, 800 848 And you can call from wherever you are, even if you're flying above Earth at 30,000 feet, like one of my good friends is today, John Coleman, who is just one of the most amazing musicians in the world and also one of the most amazing pilots in the world. Hey, John. And everybody, welcome. We've got a busy show today. Peter Schweitzer is going to join us in about uh, 20 minutes or less. And you heard uh, Mayor Rudy talking about the Biden crime family. Well, Peter Schweitzer is going to give us the lowdown. His book has been out for a while. And today it's our turn. We get a chance to ask Peter about the book, about the $31 million that he says has gone to the Biden family. So stay tuned for that. Meanwhile, plenty of New York news. Al Sharpton is the lead story today. Al Sharpton is annoyed. The toothpaste that he normally goes and buys has been locked up because of New York's crime sprees. There's also another story today about another drugstore in a very high-trafficked area that has had to shut down because of the thefts. Now, what makes the Al Sharpton story more than ironic, here's Al Sharpton, one of the biggest progressive liberals, and of course it is his party, people he supports, like District Attorney Alvin Bragg and these other district attorneys across the United States who've been letting criminals out of jail to commit mayhem on the American people. These are your pals, Al. Your pals, Al. Not our pals. They're your pals. And they've decided to let the criminals loose. Now the criminals are just robbing and stealing, pillaging, raping, murdering, doing everything they can to American citizens, and all of a sudden you're upset because your toothpaste has been locked up. Well, there's another angle on this. Nicole Hannah-Jones, who many of you might know, her book is very, very successful, called The 1619 Project. This is the project that upended everything that in a way is part of the critical race theory. She has taken to Twitter to complain about Al Sharpton and others discussing a shoplifter who walked out of Trader Joe's with a full armful of steaks. And this is what Miss. Nicole Hannah-Jones has to say, and to me, this should discredit her from being a credible resource at all. This drumbeat for continued mass incarceration is really horrific to watch. A person stealing steak is not national news, and there have always been thefts from stores. This is how you legitimize the carceral state. Carceral. And this is how you legitimize the carceral state. This is how you legitimize jails, prisons. And that's what she wrote in response to a tweet from Al Sharpton, which included a clip of the Morning Joe a segment. Miss Jones, I mean, what is with you freaking unbelievably radical liberals? 
Everyone else on planet Earth except your ilk understands that criminals should pay a price for their crimes. If the person steals $10, 10 steaks is, feels brazen enough, brazen enough to walk into a Trader Joe's and grab 10 steaks and walks out with them, there's no harm in that showing on national news because that same person might feel brazen enough, Miss Hannah Miss Nicole Hannah-Jones, to walk into your house, steal whatever they can find, and if you object, to hurt you. These are not isolated acts. These are criminal acts. When you look at what has happened in some cities, in Seattle, they walked into a house, and the house had over a million dollars, I believe, if my memory is serving me right, or it had some ridiculously high number dollar figure of stolen goods and it was just strewn about they weren't even fencing all this stuff it was just like they stole and hoarded the thefts in this country to retail environments have been does she not remember the home invasion in beverly hills that took the life of that very famous hollywood icon that Barack Obama and others praised as being like the godfather out in, in, in Hollywood. All you have to do is pick up the paper every day and see. Miss Jones, crime is up over 35% in America. Violent crime has risen. Murder rates have risen. Every day you pick up the paper, there are here. Here's one right here. Robbery suspect who caught a break from DA Alvin Bragg has been arrested again over an attack on a sanitation worker. Now listen to this, Miss Hannah. A career criminal who had a felony robbery charge. Robbery. That means he was stealing stuff that you don't consider important. There's always been theft. Who cares? There's always been theft. A career criminal who had a felony robbery charge against him downgraded at the direction of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, was busted again Wednesday in an unprovoked sucker punch attack on a city sanitation worker. His name, ironically enough, is Christian Hall, age 30 years old, allegedly sneaked up from behind the victim, a 55-year-old man collecting trash, doing his job to serve his community, and what did the guy do? He clobbered him in the head. He's now been charged with second-degree assault. Miss, Miss, Miss 1619, this could just as easily have been you if you're in the wrong place. We've had people attacking senior citizens, sucker-punching 89, 90-year-old people in the streets as part of this crime wave that the Democrat and progressives have inflicted upon America. How dare you suggest that that businesses should just and news should just ignore when these thieves, these criminals rob American businesses blind? Do you not understand that the consumers end up paying for it? Or do you not care about, are you too ignorant to understand Miss 1619? That criminality affects almost every aspect of American life. It has impact on the economy. It has impact on the morale of a nation. 
When criminals take over and it becomes commonplace, it robs a nation of righteousness. I do not understand the thinking of some of you alleged scholars on the left. You people are so smart, you've become absolutely ignorant to the realities of life. And Nicole Hannah-Jones, you are one of them. This drumbeat for continued mass incarceration. What is mass incarceration? Would somebody please tell me what mass incarceration is? The criminals get locked up one at a time. What are you supposed to do? Build a separate jail for each one of them? Would that please you and your ilk, Miss Nicole Hannah-Jones? We mass incorporate people, incarcerate people because that's the easiest way to control the criminals. We put them in jail. If you don't like jail, can they come stay at your house? Probably in some very upscale neighborhood where you don't have to worry about somebody thieving your Trader Joe's. Meanwhile, Manhattan rents have surged 23%, folks. Rent in Manhattan is approaching an all-time record high. Now, I'd like to remind some of you that it was this time last year that liberals were saying New York was done. New York will never come back. Oh, no, no. Everyone's gone. They're in Florida now. They're in Texas now. They've gone. Our city is gone. Wow, that sounds like a great song. But anyway, my city is gone. Our city is gone. Uh, Our city is here to stay. Yeah, and it's going to be costly. These empty real estate, the the empty real estate buildings in New York, they're not going to be empty for long. New York is, was, and will always be, as long as there's an America, the capital of the economy in the United States of America. Unless the Bidens completely hand over everything to China, uh, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Peter Schweitzer is joining us. Uh, Venice Beach residents are blasting Los Angeles officials, ignoring their safety. Why? Homeless camps are still all over the place. And there's another story from the L.A. Times today. I don't have time to go into it. That L.A. voters, this is what the headline says, L.A. voters are angry. Think elected officials aren't equipped to solve the homelessness problem. They're right. Liberal Democrats cause these problems. They don't fix them. Failing school, take your pick. Failing schools, Democrat policies cause them. They never fix them. Take your pick. The economy, 40-year high in inflation. Democrat policies, including Joe Biden, cause it. They don't fix them. Rising crime, take your pick. Democrat policies cause them. They don't fix them. You can look at every single problem that afflicts every big city in America, and you can come up with one conclusion caused by progressive Democrats and so-called moderate Democrats. Why? They've been running these cities unimpeded for decades, and that's why they're all in ruins to the extent that they are in ruins. Gotta love Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle went to a town hall meeting. They were going to try to put 
quote-unquote, affordable housing. You know what that means, don't you? That means here comes Section 8 to your neighborhood. That means here comes the crime. Here comes, I'm sorry, I'm going to be accused of being prejudiced. I'm just saying what everybody knows. When Democrats talk to you about affordable housing, the only thing they want is cheap housing that they can put federally subsidized clients into. And most of the time, what happens in those neighborhoods is that it turns into utter chaos within a few years. Now, look, folks, I'm not trying to be mean-spirited or prejudiced. This is stuff that if you live near Section 8 housing, you know. I don't have to tell you. David Chappelle went to the Ohio City Council in his area to scrap a plan to build what is described as so-called affordable housing. He lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio. The Yellow Springs Village Council been working with over a construction company to produce a plan that would include duplexes and affordable housing along a 53-acre area. Dave Chappelle just this. He told him pretty much, look, I don't know why the village council would be afraid of litigation from a $24 million a year company while it's out of a $65 million a year company. That would be his. I do not believe, I don't believe you would make me audition for you. You look like clowns. I'm not bluffing. I'll take it all off the table. That's all. Mic drop. Now, Chappelle has a $65 million a year company called Iron Table Holdings, LLC. He's been planning to build restaurants, a comedy club in the community, and Chappelle's not joking. You want to bring the Section 8, the, you want to bring this affordable housing here, I'm out. Time to go to a break. When we get back, Peter Schweitzer, don't go away. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley, WABC. If you want to join us, 800 848 it's the number to call, and we are coming right back. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Sitting in the morning sun. WABC. I'll be sitting in the evening car. You know who this is. This is Otis Reading. I wonder how many of you know that Otis wrote the song Respect that put Aretha, the Queen of Soul, on the map. WABC Talk Radio 77, we have with us, and very pleased to have with us, the author, the investigative reporter and author, I should say, Peter Schweitzer. Peter, welcome. How are you? I'm great, James. Uh, so terrific to be on with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, my, I, I have been longing for this. And I've seen some of your media appearances, Peter. You, are, you have done incredible work here. And before we get into your work, what, and what you've said is the Chinese elite over a series of five deals have paid over, well, close $31 million to Hunter and to the Biden family. And I would love for you to... Walk us through this. What's the name of your book, Peter? Uh, The book is called Red-Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. 
and I cover a lot of ground. There's a, the, the lead chapter really is on the Biden family. And, you know, I first reported on the Biden having commercial deals in China back in 2018, but I've got access to new material. I got access to the Hunter Biden laptop. I also got access to the email accounts of one of Hunter's business partners. And, James, what I wanted to do is figure out two things. Number one, how much money can we quantify those deals included? And second of all, who made those deals happen in China? Or as my kids would say, who made it rain for the Bidens in China? And what I found was that there are some $31 million worth of deals that Hunter Biden secured. And some of that money, we can talk about how that ended up with Joe Biden and with other Biden family members. But I think even more importantly, it's not just the amount. It's the fact, James, that Every businessman, there are four of them that made these deals happen. Every single one of them has links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. And what that means is this is no longer just a story about self-dealing or corruption or cronyism. We have to start having the discussion and investigating further whether the Bidens might be compromised by Chinese intelligence. And this is quite an amazing, an amazing piece of work because... You've taken the time to go through each one of these deals. Can you quickly run through a few of the deals with us? I don't know whether we'll have time to get to all five, because I have another question for you. But at least let's let people know some of the deals and how they came to be and how they benefited the Bidens. Sure. Uh, So the first deal that Hunter secures uh, nets about $20 million. Uh, That's to join this investment firm that is funded by the Chinese government. Uh, The firm's called BHR, Bohai Harvest. Hunter's given an ownership stake in the management company, and he joins the board of directors. He really has no background in China or in finance. Again, it's put together by the government. Uh, There's two businessmen that make that deal happen. One is a guy named Che Feng. Hunter refers to him as the super chairman. Uh, At one point, he writes to a friend, I don't believe in the lottery anymore, but I believe in the super chairman. So that's that's kind of where his head was. Uh, This was going to be a lottery like deal. And um, what's interesting is the businessman, Che Feng, that put this together, that made it happen. uh, At the same time he was doing this was business partners with the vice minister for state security in China. That's kind of their KGB, CIA. FBI all rolled into one, and his business partner was responsible for recruiting foreigners to spy for China. So that's the first deal and the first troubling relationship. Another businessman who helped put that $20 million deal together also wired some $5 million to another one of Hunter's companies. That would be Yi? Yeah, uh, well, this would actually be Zhao. I was going to get to Yi, but this would be Zhao, and he goes by Henry Zhao. Uh, Henry Zhao helped make those deals happen, and at the same time, he was business partners with the daughter of the former minister of state security who ran the entire spy apparatus of China. Unbelievable. Um, Yeah, yeah. And then the next deal is is the one you just referenced, James, which is Yi, ran the energy company CEFC. Uh, He provided some – there were two deals he was involved in. The total was some $6 million that went to Hunter Biden. And Chairman Yi, before he ran this energy company, ran an organization that was totally funded, fully funded by Chinese military intelligence. So you start to get a picture – 
This is not just, you know, random deals that Hunter kind of pieces together. It's very clear this was a concerted effort by the Chinese uh, intelligence uh, to recruit, co-opt, capture uh, the Biden family. And I think there's a lot of evidence to indicate that they were successful in doing so. Who is Li Ming? Uh, Li Ming um, is, is, is one of, of several uh, other uh, businessmen that are involved with deals with Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden had a real estate company uh, called Rosemont Realty, uh, and that business was purchased um, by a company that is connected to the Chinese military, uh, the, the People's Liberation Army Navy. Um, now, we don't know how much Hunter ultimately completely got from that deal. The emails indicated he got a, at least one payment of $188,000, but I'm sure that there was a lot more. Um, and that's another example of the, 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 the ties. Every single deal, James, every place you look, it turns to somebody linked to the Chinese intelligence apparatus. And it's important to point out that $31 million wasn't just burning a hole in Hunter Biden's pocket. We know at least $2 million of it went to James Biden, who is Joe Biden's brother. And we also know that Hunter Biden was paying Joe Biden's bills while he was vice president of the United States. Some of these are like monthly bills that he's paying. In other cases, he's picking up the costs for renovations on Joe Biden's home in Delaware. Uh, this means that Joe Biden is a beneficiary of this foreign money. It's also, to be clear, patently illegal. Politicians cannot have their lifestyles subsidized by family members. It's, it's completely against the law to do this. Was Hunter Biden a legal agent, a registered agent, while he was conducting this business? Uh, he uh, represented, um, so we talked about Chairman Yi. Uh, we know that he represented um, one of his employees who was charged with espionage and charged with uh, corruption uh, in New York, and his client was found guilty. We know that Hunter Biden supposedly legally represented him. That's part of what a million dollars payment was for. Uh, but in terms of all the other uh, businesses, he never registered as a foreign agent under the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Uh, he never uh, uh, did anything to notify anybody the true nature of the people that he was doing business with. And to top things off, James, something else happens that's truly bizarre in the middle of all this. Once he starts securing these deals with these Chinese businessmen who are linked to Chinese intelligence, he goes to the Secret Service, and they've confirmed this, goes to the Secret Service and says, I don't want Secret Service protection when I travel overseas. So he clearly did not want the federal government uh, and law enforcement to know what he was doing. Is that related to his drug use? Is it related to his business practices? Maybe it's related to both, but it's, it's deeply alarming given – the sort of people that he was conducting business with. Do we know whether taxes have been paid on this money? Uh, we don't. Great question. Uh, we do know it was just reported a couple of days ago by the New York Post and Breitbart and others. There was a subpoena issued in 2019 by the IRS to um, J.P. Morgan, which is the financial firm that Hunter held his accounts in, and they subpoenaed the records for all financial transactions uh, from China uh, going to Hunter Biden's account at J.P. Morgan. Uh, I don't know the results of that, uh, but it is not clear based on the emails that he was actually paying his taxes. And in fact, there's a couple of instances where one of his business associates asks him, 
you know, have you paid taxes on this? And there's no response. Peter, my final question, because time is limited, and I want to right now invite you back, because the book isn't only about Hunter Biden. It is about other American, as you call them, elite, who have gotten rich helping China win. And I want to go through some of these other elites, because we always hear about China, and, and people talk about, well, China's taking over, China's taking over. You have done the homework, and this is the question that I want to ask you to end. Why are you doing this homework? Are you out to get the Bidens? But why aren't the investigative arms of America's media, like the New York Times, like the L.A. Times, like the Washington Post, having teams of investigative reporters looking into this? Well, it's a good question, James. You probably can answer that part better than I can. Um, I'm kind of mystified that they aren't covering this. I mean, look, the book took a year and a half uh, worth of research, um, and then it took another six months to write. So this is convoluted and difficult. But I also think that with a lot of the media, they're so fixated on Donald Trump and their, their belief that somehow he's an existential threat to the republic that they feel like anything that they do to report accurately on his political competitors somehow helps him. My view has always been you report on the information that you have and on the, on, on the individuals and you let the voters decide. It's not up to the media to do that. You know, as to my motive, if you look in this book, you're going to see plenty of Republicans, uh, Mitch McConnell, John Boehner. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of people in Washington that hate me, James. So um, it's not just the Bidens. Peter, again, you are just doing amazing work. I want to have you back. And if possible, I'd like to also maybe do a podcast where we can spend up to a half an hour and give you all the time that you need to spell this out for the American people. Name of the book and where can people get your book? It's red-handed, how American elites get rich helping China win. Uh, second week in a row, we're number one on the New York Times bestseller list, so you should be able to find it anywhere. And, yes, I'd love to join you anytime, James. Thank you, Peter. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard from America's, from one of America's most incredible journalists. You know, Russ used to say that he's doing the job that the mainstream media used to do when he was discussing his commentary. Peter Schweitzer is doing the job that American journalists used to do. They used to investigate. They used to report. They don't anymore. Peter Schweitzer has had to do this. This should, all should have been uncovered. And right now that he's done the work, this should be front page news in every single mainstream media outlet in America. But this is just further proof that they aren't interested in news. They are interested in only in their political ideology and how they can help the left win their political battles. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77. We're coming back right after this. Oh, knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Boy, Rich is in the groove today. James Brown, the godfather of soul. Hottest working man in show business. Papa's. Got a brand new bag. One of his early hits. Before James Brown brought in funk. 
So there's a fact checker for Facebook. They use a third-party uh, fact-checking operation called Lead Stories. Let me tell you something, folks. Let's just call this a rule. When liberals are fact-checking something, you need a fact-checker to fact-check the liberal fact-checkers because liberal fact-checkers are not interested in facts. They are interested in obfuscating and covering up the truth for liberal stupidity and for liberal malfeasance. So, this fact-checker, the Washington Free Beacon, was the first to give us the story on the Biden administration Funding crack pipe distribution. Now, this third-party fact-checker has been censoring stories about that, trying to indicate that the basis of the story isn't true. But in fact, folks, without going into, because this is a, let's see, how many pages here? Nine-page printout story. You can go to bizpackreview.com, 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 and find it there. Fact Checker Center's report on Biden administration funding distribution of crack pipes. If you go through the nuances on this, what you will discover is, yeah, the story is true. They just picked a little bit of the story out, highlighted it, and then pretend that it's false. And then they can label everything that posts this fall so that they can censor the story and keep it from getting out. Facebook uses this organization, I suspect, I don't know this to be a fact, so that they can wash their hands clean. Well, you know, we gave it to a third party. We didn't, we didn't censor it ourselves. But don't believe anything from liberals. That's what it is. When they talk about facts, they're not really interested in doing a 100% clean fact check of any story that hurts liberals. There's another one. In fact, um, they're coming after Stephen Miller again. Now, you remember that Stephen Miller was a valued aide to President Trump, especially in the area of immigration. And he really helped Stephen Miller, more so than any other presidential aide that I know, helped move policy in the United States the right way so that we could get control of our borders, something that Joe Biden has completely blown up in less than his term in office. Once again, our borders are porous. Once again, we have no idea who's coming in. And the Biden administration, along with others, and check out our podcast on WABC's website or wherever you get your podcast on the border, because, my friends, it goes deeper. The U.N., the United, and I'm not one of these uh, a, a, a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory guys. I don't buy in for all that stuff. We have documented evidence from a great reporter, Todd Benzman, on the ground of the United Nation and others, other liberal groups' involvement in aiding and abetting illegal immigration into the United States. But... Stephen Miller was largely responsible, a force in the Trump administration, for getting immigration under control. Now, he's under attack from the Washington Post. And here's that headline. Former Trump advisor falsely claims states are rationing scarce COVID treatments based largely on race. They admit in the subheadline, 
Minnesota and Utah revised their policies under pressure. Although experts, and who are those experts? More liberal fact-checkers? Dispute that whites were denied antiviral drugs based on racial criteria. Well, then why am in your policies? We know for a fact, because you remember, this unelected governor in New York, this unelected leftist radical governor here, Kathy Hochul, was proud of the fact that she was going to distribute pharmaceuticals based on race. They said so. They told us. So when Stephen Miller goes out and talks about what these liberals are saying, they and they, they codified it. Minnesota, Utah, New York, among others, said up front, blacks and Hispanics first in line. When he talks about it, Then you have some Washington Post alleged journalist. In this case, the person's name is Salvador Rizzo. Claiming that former Trump advisor is falsely saying this. You don't have to listen to Washington Post reporter. Go back, turn on, go to the archives. Do a Google search, even though I hate sending people to Google, on what Kathy Hochul said. Do a Google search for yourself on what any of these states said that said they were going to do it on racial lines. And then determine who's telling the falsehoods here. Justice Soto Mayor says she sees a crisis in politicians and media questioning the, the, the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. Hey, Justice Sonia, these are liberal politicians and liberal media hacks questioning if the Supreme Court is legitimate because the rulings have not swung toward their ideology. And it's funny, whenever a ruling goes against liberals, what do liberals do? Well, they claim that somehow or another it's illegitimate. That it doesn't matter. Here's a funny story, then we got to go to a break, and then we're coming back, we're going to do phones. Republicans are concerned about a Stanford law professor, an Obama guy, up in Connecticut, who has been tapped by the courts to redraw the to do the redistricting map. He's an Obama hack. Here's a dirty little secret. Eric Holder, Obama, they've been out whining, whining, whining that redistricting is gonna hurt Democrats. Every chance they get they claim Republicans are racist because they're drawing black people out like by the way, black people should have segregated districts, segregation nah Segregation today, segregation forever. The only people that are supposed to have safe districts are black folks in America. And no one questions that. But Obama, Holder, Eric Holder, have been working for years and raising millions of dollars on redistricting. Guess what? 
Republicans, by and large, have been playing fair. Democrats in Maryland are getting rid of Republicans. This Democrat that they just the courts just tapped, he already has a history of getting rid of Republicans. The Democrats are the ones that are doing everything they can to make redistricting, gerrymandering political. And that is being unreported. And it's not just Maryland. In New York, they're trying to wipe out some districts in in Staten Island to give Democrats a leg up. They're doing it around the country. And yet, Republicans are racist. Everything is racist if you ask Democrats. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, we're coming back. Your call's coming up in a moment. Don't go away. Now, here's the soul of excellence. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, on 77 WABC. Don't know much about history. You can't say Negro. Don't know much about Why? I'm offended. I'll tell you what you do with your offended. Take that big O and slide it where... Oh, we're back. Oh, I'm sorry, folks. I was just... Anyway, here we are, WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, John Casamitidis comes up next. It's Cats at Night. And remember, on the weekends, he does the Cats Roundtable. And also, we have a great lineup, folks. Rudy comes on before me. I'm sorry, I just get so familiar. Mayor Rudolph Giuliani, America's mayor. Remember, Charlie Kirk is here. He's another one always under attack for the left. We've got Rita Cosby, my good friend. Rita's on at night. You know, we've got a lineup that is so enviable all day long. And thanks, Dominic Carter. Everywhere you look, Curtis Lee, everywhere you look on WABC. And then we have the music. Cousin Brucie on the weekends. We've got, we've got, we've got so much. The Sinatra Show. All of it is right here on WABC. Keep it here all day, all night. Now, rapper T-Pain... I know I said I'm going to phones, and we are. We're going to do this really quick. Rapper T-Pain says if Spotify cancels Joe Rogan, they got to take off all the derogatory SHI blank, blank, blank that we say. He's figured it out, eh, T-Pain? And this last story, they, the, the media has their undies in a bunch over some boxes that were at Mar-a-Lago that they recovered. Supposedly now there's p- possible classified material found in boxes recovered at Trump's mar Hey, guess what? I don't care. Don't want to hear it. You people thought it was okay to let Hillary keep government classified information on her servers and spread it around? James Comey the FBI didn't care about that. So don't you dare try to make this a case because we don't care. Get lost and move on to something else. Now, telephones. Rich, where do we go? Good afternoon, James. Let us begin today in New Jersey and say hi to David. David, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. Thank you, Bo, a.k.a. James. I wish to say thank you for taking my call from the People's Republic of New Jersey. Gun Absolutely. Chris Christie is unavailable for comment because he's at a uh, global warming eat-a-thon, be that as it may. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the crack... Uh, the crack uh, pipe uh, story as an honorably discharged United States non-combat Navy veteran, I will say this. The crack pipe story is most insulting, and I encourage everybody who even remotely considers themselves a non-Jeffrey Tubin 
journalists, if you remember journalists, to look very hard into that mirror they claim that's made of recycled materials and to look at their souls. Incidentally, Congress has had several of their mail postings broken into, and the media is claiming hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. It seems to me, as a Richard Nixon fan, that isn't that one of the things that Nixon had to resign for was the basis of the bugging of the hotel that Ted Kennedy was running around with a 15-year-old. And I'll tell you another thing that they got on Nixon. They said that he wanted wanted to, not that he did, that he wanted to use the IRS against his political adversaries. Anybody heard the name Lois Lerner? Lois Lerner and the Obama IRS, they actually did it. Thank you for the call. You are quite witty. Hope you call again, David. Thank you. Where do we go next? We will go stay in New Jersey, in Matawan, and say hi to Patricia. Patricia, welcome WABC with James Golden. How are you? Hello, Mr. James Golden. Uh, I'm going to make this very quick because I know we're short for time. This is for the 1619 lady. And remember the Black Lives Matter lady that said everything should be looted and taken for all the years of repression. Mm-hmm. I want to just bring some, I'm 75 years old. I remember a beautiful city, Newark. You could get anything and everything you wanted there. And what happened was the riots hit, burned the city down, and then, surprise, they were, they were just so disappointed because there was no way to shop for their goods any longer after it was destroyed. And what I'm trying to say is, What does this person think to achieve by breaking in and these 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 businesses are just going to leave? They're going to get up and they're going to go. They're already leaving. Drug stores are already closing because of these. And these are laws that that prosecutors put in, for instance, um, in one. It was I think was San Francisco under nine hundred dollars worth of theft. We're not going to prosecute you. Well, what happened now? You have gangs of thieves going in, robbing these stores blind. It's like, do these liberals and progressives have no common sense? And the answer is no, they don't. And you're absolutely right. Then when these cities become derelict, when they become a place no one feels safe in, then they start complaining. Oh, we have food deserts here. Oh, we can't get broadband here. Oh, we don't have good schools here. Well, you, as the mayor of Baltimore, I will never forget, said we have to give these people room to destroy we want them to de- we have to give them room to destroy their own neighborhoods this is what progressivism is and it hasn't changed much my friends progressivism under woodrow wilson democrat was a racist ideology that forced segregation into the federal government workforce among other heinous things The Democrats haven't changed. Right now, you just have a mixture. So they put in some black faces now that are just as progressive, just as brainless in terms of policies as some of these other progressives, and they keep running the game on America. But it's the same thing. We're destroying our cities. We're destroying education. We're destroying safety in your neighborhoods. We're destroying our national security at the borders. We are destroying America. In front of your eyes, we are progressives and we are destroying you. The question is, in November, will you let them continue this? Where do we go next? Let's go to Monroe, New York, and say hi to Michael. Michael, welcome. 
WCBC Talk Radio 77. Hi, Michael. Go, go for it. I'm a huge fan. I've been Rush Baby for years. And I have to say, with Schweitzer, it made me think of corruption. And when you watch what happened during the election with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation seizing those ballots and the FBI and the inaction, I think that's probably our biggest problem. Because without any of these institutions being fixed, we're in a lot of trouble. And I think I found a solution. And it kind of goes along with what they had in South Africa with kind of almost a truth and reconciliation where you give prosecutor immunity and amnesty to anybody in any of these NGOs or in the FBI or the DOJ. If they come forward and say anything that they might have done that was off books or maybe not really right and you don't give them any consequences for their action, but you just get everybody to come out and say what it is so we can dismiss this this idea that this doesn't happen, that election fraud doesn't happen. You give the same thing to the election workers. And maybe some of the big cases, you prosecute them, but you strip the narrative off that this is all fallacy and conspiracy theory. You do that by saying you won't be fired. You might be transferred out of a department where you won't do harm. You know, you'll still keep your pension if you come forward. And if you don't, the other people who come forward will implicate you, and then you will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. You will go to prison. You'll lose your pension and everything. And I bet everybody stings overnight. And I'd be curious. I know he's not on air right now, but if you could reach out to Peter Schweitzer, what he might think. Well, we're going to have Peter back, so I want you to just – we'll let you know in advance when Peter's coming back, and you ask him about that. I like your idea, but here's the only thing. I, You know, people in South Africa wanted the truth. American liberals do not want the truth. In the infamous words of a movie, they can't handle the truth. You're right. Okay, so I don't know whether this would be applicable here or not, but I'm going to tell you something. You're a thinking man. You came up with an intelligent suggestion on how we can reform some of the the utter corruption that has taken over every single institution that progressives and Democrats have run in this country. And every single one of them is now untrustworthy. Not just their social media sites, not just the stuff that they hand to us in public, but every single institution of government that liberals run is questionable. Anyway, so, folks, again, Cats at Night coming up next. Keep it here on WABC. If you want to, go visit my Twitter feed. I've got some funny memes up on on the other day. One featuring Aunt Jemima, and I think it's hysterical. That's at BoastNerdly. S-N-E-R-D-L-E-Y, at BoSnerdly. You can find me at Twitter, and you can also go to BoSnerdly.com. And we are coming back tomorrow. We're going to be back here on Saturday. So we've got more to go, and we didn't even get to half the news stories in the stack today. So a lot more tomorrow. New York City, we are. We are the greatest city in the world. We have our challenges But we are going to overcome those challenges. We are New Yorkers. We are New York strong. We are Pennsylvania. We are Connecticut. We are New Jersey. We are New York. And we live in the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed, the United States of America. God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 